Hey there, friend. I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers Podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. All right, welcome to another episode of Spark Chasers. I'm Susan Riley, your host, and today I am joined by Tiffany Harris. Hey, Tiffany. Hey. Yay. Tiffany is back on the show. I'm sure that you all remember the episode that we did with, with Tiff and Jamie with the mailbag. Tiffany <laughs> um, is on today for a very specific reason because we are celebrating big today. Today, when this launches, it is February 15th, 2021, and that means that Arts Integration Certification Enrollment is open! It Woo-hoo! is! Yay! We only open Arts Integration Certification en- Enrollment um, once a year. It's open for about a month each time, and this is specifically to enroll in the interactive version of the program, which means that you get assigned a coach and a cohort and you go through everything with your team live and online and you get a ton of support and it's just, it's a phenomenal experience. We have graduated over 300 people at this point after, I don't know, we started this in 2017. I know, it's been, and and yeah, and it's just, it's been so fine-tuned. It's such a beautiful machine right now and it's, it's exciting to be in there. Yeah. Um, and so, and every year, our candidates who graduate, our alumni, do more and more amazing things. Mm-hmm. And so today, I'm really excited to share with you all about the program. If you are interested in arts integration and you are an educator, I want you to tune in here and really start to, to think about what your future might look like as we start talking about this program. And if it's of interest, definitely look at the enrollment because enrollment only takes place February 15th through March 19th. That's it. That's it. You've got a month. Um, so if this is of interest, let's let's dive in and uh, talk all about arts integration certification. Okay, so let's get started with just some basic questions like what is the program about, <laughs> Tiff? What is this? So this is a year-long program that certifies you as an arts integration specialist. What does that mean? That means you are well-versed in not only what arts integration is, but how to build it from scratch and how to teach others. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you a full year of instruction. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go into like the sections? Heck yeah. All right. Let's, so, let's dive in. So fun. Um, so it is broken up into four sprints. Each sprint lasts anywhere from six to eight weeks. And within that experience, there are um, instructional videos, there are workshops, there are office hours, all of these opportunities to really fine tune the content knowledge that you're building in each of those sprints. So if we break up the sprints, the first sprint is all about the foundation. So that really goes deep into what is arts integration? Um, what is standards alignment? What is cognitive demand? Like all of those things that really become the foundation of arts integration. The second sprint is all about 
taking that knowledge and turning it into a living experience for students by way of lesson planning. And then the third sprint, which is by far everyone's favorite, <laughs> is building a PD session. So now how to teach others that knowledge that you've learned. And that fourth sprint just pulls it all together and creates a nice portfolio that is ready to give away to others to look at the minute you are done with it. So it is an exciting um, year-long experience. It is intense. Yeah. It is rigorous. Yeah. It does require a lot. Um, but all of our graduates have just been so proud of their own personal growth throughout the full year. Yeah, and I know that our whole team is is proud of who they are and, and what they've accomplished as mm -hmm. well and where they're headed. So um, when we talk about this program, and it is online, and after a year of everybody being online and being on the screen, mm -hmm. right? And we're thinking, oh, really? I gotta do some more screen time. Here's the thing though, what I, what I love about our program is that Long before COVID ever hit, mm -hmm. we, because this has been around since 2017, and we've done enough iterations of this, we have really locked in a positive online experience so that when you get into a sprint, all of the material is released to you up front. So you can go through and, and go through as fast or as slow as you need within that six to eight week time period. Um, which is nice when we start in the summer because people can then plan around their vacations. But when they get in there, you know, the videos are only 15 minutes max. Right. And there's between five and six of them in any given sprint. So it's not like you're watching an hour-long lecture and then having to take notes and do – we have really refined that. So you get just the core information that you need in those videos. So it's not a ton of screen time. What it actually is is a lot of application time. Right. Because we also provide you with – a bunch of handouts to help walk through those each of the videos. You get it in an audio format. So if you would rather listen on your drive instead of watch, you can do that. Um, and what we're asking you to do is actually spend the bulk of your time in a sprint creating your sprint project. So talk to me about the projects because I think these are really helpful for a lot of our learners. Right. The projects are is where you'll spend most of the time um and but again you have a coach there you have a whole team there you have opportunities to go in to office hours and get you know some previews of your work so there's lots of support available uh the first sprint again the first sprint is that foundation so you're building out uh 10 standards alignments with lesson ideas mm -hmm. so these are quick things that you don't know if they work yet but they're just a spark of an idea the second project is two full lesson plans. And you're taking them from the the Sprint One project. So Correct. the projects are building off of one another, right? Absolutely. So you look at that alignment guide from the first Sprint and choose two of those alignments you feel really good about. And then you turn those into lesson plans Yeah. for Sprint Two. And then in Sprint Three is, again, building a 15-minute session mm -hmm. where you are teaching one of five options so you could talk about strategies you can talk about standards alignment and cognitive demands you can talk about lesson delivery or lesson creation you can talk about assessment which is another very poignant part of arts integration in the, in the foundation of it um, or you can take a look at some extras like teaching artists or building the community so you do get to choose um, a category that you feel really comfortable in and, and have that conversation with 
uh, our Sprint Summit or our uh, Winter Summit participants that come in to, to view your sessions. Yeah. And then again, the fourth sprint is just that portfolio where it puts it all, all together. Yeah, so the work that you're doing, again, is very specific and it builds on each other. It's not something that you're just going to create and then throw into a folder somewhere. I was actually cleaning out my, um, my one office space and I opened up the door and I found my binder from my master's program right. <laughs> that I don't think has been looked at in maybe 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we're asking you to create are things that you're going to be using directly in the classroom right away or that you can use as you move beyond the classroom in other capacities. So um, I think that's one of the hallmarks of our program that makes it so meaningful and worthwhile because lots of times people will ask when they come into this, do I have to be a classroom teacher? Do I have to be an art teacher or a music teacher? Do I have to be an elementary teacher or does, is this gonna work for me if I teach high school? Talk to me a little bit about that because it, and how the program encompasses. Right, so it's very things. much focused on K-12 educators, whether it's art or general educators or subject specific when you get into the secondary levels. It's not for like, Pre-K becomes a little bit difficult because yeah. everything's grounded in standards. It's yeah. not necessarily for higher education because, again, everything's grounded in those standards. So it, it is most beneficial for K-12 teachers. Mm -hmm. um, we have had people come in that are media specialists, library specialists, museum curators. Um, that is fine and they've been successful, but if you are not a K-12 teacher who is very familiar with standards, mm -hmm. then that just means you're going to have to put in a little extra legwork to get familiar with those standards, to get familiar with the lexicon of educators so that you can uh, go through the program without a hitch. Yeah, and by K-12... We mean both general classroom teacher and arts teacher. Mm -hmm. So we have a nice mix of both. I think it's one of the things that I love most because when we develop those cohorts, which by the way, are we each person gets um, added to a cohort. And we're very specific about how we do those because there's an interview process for the certification enrollment. And based on that interview, we look at the profile of the individuals and pull together cohort teams that are going to give you both somebody who's familiar with your content area and people who are outside of your content area that you can use to, to get some ideas. So in a cohort, you might have a music teacher alongside a second grade teacher alongside a seventh grade science teacher, and you can really work together um, on your projects. The other part that is helpful here is that none of the projects require you to be in a specific grade or content area. Right, you can flex the the sprint projects to work for whatever grade or content you are teaching, which is also really helpful for teachers. Right. It's something that people often ask is if they have to like, what if I'm not in a classroom right now? Mm -hmm. Do I have to like test my my workout on the classroom for my evaluation? Yeah. No, no, you can create it. We're evaluating the work. We would love for you to take it and use it in your classroom right away or in the future, but it's not a requirement that you have to be able to test that lesson plan you created out and show us what it looked like in the classroom. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some good specifics. Um, one thing I wanna talk on, touch on before we move into what do you do with certification once you get it, um, is talk to me about the workload. We talked about the intensity. How would you liken this workload? Um, 
it's <laughs> well, it's not a course. Right. It, it it is much more than a course, but it's not necessarily like a full blown master's program. So think kind of in between that. If you think of each sprint as its own individual course, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe can can give you an, an indication of the workload. So it it is a lot and it is intense for a certain amount of time and then you have a break. So um, you do have specific breaks put throughout, um, but it is a lot of information to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I think is uh, really interesting um, we're not, this program doesn't train you to be a teacher. You already, mm-hmm. you already do that. You wouldn't be coming to the program if you didn't already do that. Right. And I think that's the hardest thing for our learners to grasp is that they, we're training them to be specialists, which means they need to mm-hmm. take their teacher hat off mm-hmm. and they need to put their specialist hat on. And as a specialist, you are an engineer. You're engineering experiences you're facilitating experiences, you're helping other teachers understand this is outside of the teacher hat. So it's that's probably the hardest thing is to get people to take their teacher lenses and teacher hat off and mm-hmm. step into a new role because we're training you as something in addition to being a teacher, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it piggybacks really nicely with where I want to go, which is what do we do with certification once you get it, mm-hmm. right? So once you become an arts integration specialist, and to be clear, there are there is more than one level. So this is level one arts integration certification. There's also level two, which is more along the leadership component. And in order for you to participate in level two, you have to have graduated from the level one program. Um, once, once you get level one certification, what do we do with it? So... Like I said, we have over 300 alumni who are out there and they have such amazing stories Mm -hmm. on the things that they have been able to, the doors that have opened for them because they've become this specialist. And it's not about having the piece of paper, although for some people, that's what they need, right? Mm -hmm. I need the piece of paper in order to show my admin or my district that I'm serious or that this is a real program and that I've graduated from it and I have that, that experience. Absolutely. But it's so much more than just having the paper. We've had people who have become international consultants Mm -hmm. on arts integration and have won like multiple awards, national awards and state awards for their work in arts integration because they've gone through this program and it's solidified for them what arts integration is and how to use it. They've become model educators. We've had people who have gone on to consulting careers that they just, they love. They left the classroom because they love being able to consult. And right now with COVID, that actually allowed them to pivot so mm. much. We've heard from alumni who have created their own jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? We've had quite a few actually that have just gone to their admin and been like, this is what you need and I'm the person to do it. Yeah. And, and when, it worked. <laughs> yes. And so it's not, it's that's not like a unicorn thing, right? That it's surprise like this. You actually, we've had, you've said quite a few people who do that. And I think it's interesting because in this, in this program, we not only teach you the skills and the basics of what arts integration is and how to pull it together and, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. We also teach you how to advocate for yourself, mm-hmm. how to grow as a leader and as an educator and to, to show up with your unique value proposition. Mm-hmm. And 
how to present that to admin in a compelling way. Like we have very specific components in here, specifically in Sprint 4, where we talk about yeah. here's how you need to present this to an administrator who is either on board or somebody who's not on board. Here are the two different ways that you would need to approach that. Here's how to frame it in a way that you drive an urgency so that you can create those positions for yourself. And so I think for a lot of people who are wondering, what do I do next? Like I've taught for 20 years and it's, I'm just at a point where I need something different. I don't know that I want to leave education in total yet, but I know that there's something else out there. This is a great option mm -hmm. because it allows you to get back to your creative journey where you may have had to, unfortunately, leave for mm -hmm. a little bit. <laughs> We've had a lot of teachers tell us that too, that this reminded them of the creative spark of when they started. Mm -hmm and that it brought back joy for them in the teaching component. Many of, of the people who have graduated from our programs told us um, specifically after last year, thank God for this because <laughs> I was so prepared. <laughs> when COVID hit, I knew how to create a PD for my staff. I knew how to present this information online. I knew how much was gonna be too much and how mm -hmm. much was just right. Like I had all of that built in because I went through this, this program. And so we had a lot of people be successful in actually starting arts integration programs in the midst of a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, there's so much you can do with it. It's not just about the piece of paper. It's about imagining and reimagining possibilities for yourself. Mm -hmm. Certainly, if you go onto job boards and you type in arts integration specialist, you will find jobs for arts integration specialists. And they could look like jobs specifically at a school or in central office or at a museum. Um, there are so many possibilities there. But beyond that, if you are looking for ways that you can support schools as a leader and make connections. I think that is one of the most beneficial components of going through this program is that you build your muscle for finding and seeing connections that others do not mm -hmm. see. And that, my friends, is a skill set that is, can transfer to almost anything. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't know what you want to do mm -hmm. <laughs> next, but you want to build yourself the skill set that you need to be flexible, to be able to find connections, to be creative, all of those 21st century skills that we're teaching our kids that we know that we need ourselves in the job market, this program does that for you. And it's it's done in such a positive way. Mm. Can you talk about our like what it's like to be in the uh, program? It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I will tell you, I love every single human in our program that we get to interact with. Um, it's it. You've it, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> so each team has a coach, and this coach has gone through level one and level two, so they're very well versed in arts integration and in strategies and principles of coaching as well as adult learning theory and each team um gets to the, we do happy hours once a sprint and we all get together for workshops or we do office hours and it's just a positive 
happy group. Like mm-hmm. you become best friends, I'm telling you. Yeah. And we still have people that are interacting with each other years after getting their their uh, cert- their certification. And, and I love when they come back and do like level two or come back and coach because they have that you know, that knowledge, they've been in your shoes, they know what this, you know, the route that you're walking. And so it's really exciting to have kind of that family that happens at the end. I think they think I'm crazy because I'm like, hey, friends and family, (laughs) but they are, they're like my family. I absolutely love spending time with them. Yeah. And that's, it's not just from our aspect. I mean, we have an entire coaching team Tiff is our executive director of academics, so she oversees the program. And, of course, I'm in there. I do all of the lessons and the teaching that's in the main components in those lessons. Um, But all of us, I mean, when we talk to alumni, I can't tell you how many times I've experienced our alumni saying, oh, yeah, I talked to Shauna just the other day. Like, they stay in touch with each other. And it's, I think, particularly now, they've developed a network of support that in a very challenging time Mm -hmm. has become something that's not even optional for them anymore. Mm -hmm. It's something that they absolutely need in order to thrive Mm -hmm. in whatever environment they're in. And I love that our alumni are part of that. I really, I can't wait to welcome our next group of people in. I get so excited this time every year. I'm like, yes, I cannot wait for you all to experience this. So that takes me to my last question. Why do we believe so much in this program? So I know my answer. What is yours? Uh, You know, I am a a huge proponent of arts integration. I was an ELA and a dance teacher in high school. I've been an instructional coach. And I believe in bringing creativity to the classroom. I believe that that changes our children and it changes their world. But the one thing that I am most proud of is when learners leave our program they're better educators overall. Mm-hmm. Like overall, they have become such strong educators that are going to impact so many kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like the arts integration is just an added bonus to that because they just become so strong in really understanding what kids need, understanding how to read through expectations, how to build purposeful, meaningful experiences for children to grow and thrive. Mm -hmm. And with or without arts integration, they are just stronger educators. And Mm -hmm. that makes me so proud. And then the icing on top is that everything (laughs) has to do with arts integration and that we know makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, I got into arts integration about 20 years ago now, which is (laughs) <laughs> wow. Um, and, um, you know, I got into it for a very specific purpose. I saw the kids who were being left behind mm-hmm. who because they didn't have an access point, because we weren't providing them with an opportunity, suddenly shine and come out of their shell because we were using arts integration. And so that is my driver overall. But because I've been in arts integration for so long, one of the the things that I know was missing from this field was a certification that was more than just about strategies. Mm-hmm. It's great to have arts integration strategies. It's great to have 
uh, hands-on arts experiences and to pull that together. And many certification programs do that. I, I know that there are universities out there who do that very well. Um, but what's missing is the nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. How do we take those strategies now and actually make this work in our classroom so that it's not one more thing, but it becomes embedded as a part of our practice? Mm -hmm. um, how do we advocate for that with other teachers when you get resistance and you know resistance is gonna come? So how do you deal with that? There, there were so many things that were missing in those programs that I went through that I was like, what? why didn't anybody tell me this? Mm -hmm. Um, what I love about this program is that it encompasses all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, the people who, who are with us and who graduate from this program are some of the best educators I've ever come across. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so proud to know all of them. And I will shout this program from the rooftops every day because I know it works. We have data showing people who have gone through this program and use it in their classrooms see results with their students mm -hmm. and their schools. And so if I well, find something that works, I'm going to go for it. And I want to jump in and piggyback on that because the one thing that this certificate you can't do in this in this program is you can't go on autopilot. Nope. It's not. And trust me, I've done online education before. I have three degrees. It's easy to sit in a classroom and go on autopilot. You can't and you don't want to. Right. Like there is so much information that, that you grow in. And I love watching our learners view education through a whole new lens at the end of this. Mm -hmm. And like, and I can't tell you how many of them are like, I can't ever look at standards the same way, or I can't ever look at assessments the same way. Or I walked into this classroom and I was like, oh my God, I want to change this. Like they, they just see things in a whole new light. Yeah. And I think it's because you can't go on autopilot. Like yeah. you are invested, you're engaged, you are being pushed constantly to be the best version of your educator self which is really exciting to watch that growth and that transformation yeah it's like they they were looking at the world without glasses and mm -hmm. suddenly somebody put a pair of glasses yeah. on and they went oh my oh, gosh yeah. those little blob things are actually leaves yeah. like i know what they are now so yeah, that's incredible, and I'm so excited to welcome you. So if you are interested in Arts Integration Certification, you can get all the details by going over to our website at artsintegration.com forward slash certification. Remember that enrollment is open right now all the way through March 19th. Also know that we have a rolling admissions process, which means that once you apply, you'll be asked to do a very short video-based interview uh, with our team. And because we have limited spaces available, you're gonna to wanna to get your application in sooner rather than later um, so that you have the best chance of being accepted because there are only 75 spaces available for this mm -hmm. year's cohort. So definitely get in there, get a look around and apply as soon as you can. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, if you wanna see what some of the Sprint 3 projects look like, mm -hmm. our Winter Steam Summit is quickly approaching this weekend. So definitely make sure that uh, you head on over to the site. You'll find all the details for that as well. And you get a preview of what those Sprint 3 projects look like because our current candidates are very excited to show. Yeah, they're excited. <laughs> they're also nervous, but they're so they're excited. So definitely head on over there. We look so forward to welcoming you into our certification group if that is of interest to you. And I can't wait to hear about your success story next. Bye for now. Bye.
Well, check that off your list, my friend. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show, and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon.